Kowalski. Streets of Avalon at the 200. Here's Imaging pounding down the middle. And then came Crosshaven. Streets of Avalon digs in 100 to go. Imaging not there yet. Streets of Avalon. Imaging stride for stride. Streets of Avalon fights. It's a winner. Streets of Avalon won the group one. Imaging hey guys, Thurgo here. Welcome back to the Thurgo Tips and Slits podcast. And boy, oh boy, it's early in the year. And I said I had a favourite win last podcast, but... Streets of Avalon in the Group 1 on Saturday has taken that tag. What a story and what a win. The train had a heart attack a couple of months ago. He survived. He was on track. He was up and about. Zach Spain rides his first ever Group 1 winner and just a tough animal. I said to my dad, who will be on here in just a second, how much of a tough horse he is prior to the jump and he did not let me down. Imaging, although had the worst run, took over Streets of Avalon, but the Streets was too tough. He fought back and he won. Anyways, yep, that's besides the point. Fergo here today on the podcast. We'll be going through the Lightning Stakes, the Group 1 of the weekend with my dad. Bit of a family connection, Fergo Jr., Fergusino. Oh my god, what I just said. Fergo Jr. and Fergo Senior. I don't know why. I cannot be bothered tripping, tripping this, so don't get angry. Look, if you get angry at me, I'm sorry. Anyways, besides the point, Fergo Jr., Fergo Senior. Said it right that time. We'll be covering the Group 1. Big Kev's on for his mail. We'll throw out of that straight after we finish this. I'll be, I don't have much time this week, so I won't be going in-depth into other tips around the country, but I will say a few, as it'd be rude not to. About further ado, we'll chuck it over to what good old Big Kev says. Enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. G'day, listeners. Big Kev here. My Perth contact called me on Wednesday afternoon and has steered me into Ascot, race one, number seven, Lady Atras. It's currently at $5, and I've been assured it is now ready after an eye-catching second-placing last start. Stepping up in distance, which should suit, um, and uh, I expect it to run a really big race. Uh, at $5, could even back it each way. So followers, back heavy when heavy. And remember, gamble responsively. Good luck with that investment, Big Kev. Ascot race one number seven. That's just a quick repeat. If you've forgotten already, you should probably get a dementia check. Um... We'll now go to the podcast with Fergo Jr. and Senior. That was not a uh, that was just a one-time mishap before I can pronounce my, my surname. Along with Senior and Junior, we're talking about the Group 1 Lightning Stakes. On the other side of that, we'll have a quick chat about some of our races, and then I'll send you packing to go win some money on the weekend. G'day guys, Fergo here with the second interview of 2021. This time, I can reassure I've not got any background echo going, and for the second time ever, I have my father on board to talk about a Group 1. How are you going? Uh, Jason will go by. I don't want to make it awkward. G'day, Fergo. How are you, mate? Not too bad. Fergo Senior, I think I've called you a couple of times. We'll also could call you that. Um, as I said, we're talking about the Group 1 this week. There's only one of them. Race 8, Flemington, the Black Caviar Lightning States. 1,000 metres, weight for age. 750 grand of that, 450 grand to the winner. And I think we're going to go by runner by runner as usual. And we'll start off with the top weight, Nature Strip. Jamie Carr is a big addition, I think, for him. And Chris Waller obviously chains. Um, look, I think he was first up in this race last year and he was run past easily by Geetra. I want to say he was didn't even come second. No, he came fourth, sorry, beaten by Geetra, Red Cell, and Loving Gabby. Um, look. His trial was good down the straight recently. We saw a jump out. He actually, I think, tried his September run. He just cruised long up front as he does. Look, he's known as a cat nowadays, and I don't think he has much will to win by looking at some of the performances he's put in. I don't know how he didn't win at least one race last preparation of all the spruik he had about him. 
as I mentioned, Jamie Carton's a big addition. Look, I couldn't I couldn't tip him no matter where he was racing. Anything you got to say about the strip? Oh look here, yeah, look I agree with you. He's obviously been beaten at pretty thin odds the last couple. Um and one of them was in this race, I think, last year from memory. So first up as well last year. Yeah, that's exactly right. So as you said, Jamie Carr aboard is a massive tick. Um but again with mapping in this race, yeah, I I can't have it. Yeah, four dollars is a bit skinny, I reckon. Yeah, too low. I agree. Yeah, talking of skinny, I could also make a case number two bivouac being a bit skinny. James Cummings, uh, sorry, Glenn Boss for James Cummings, a four-year-old entire. Well, I think the first point I'll make is he has bigger ambitions, and uh, it's hard to say bigger ambitions in the group one, but I think he's being aimed at a Royal Ascot tilt before he gets retired, so he can be a dual um, hemisphere stallion. I, I don't know how he's two dollars eighty. Like I understand the map says a bit of speed on. But seriously, he's never won over the 1,000 metres. He's had two goes in a Kieran play, as I think he would be a two-year-old then. Beaten two lengths by Time and Terrain. Then in the two-year-old handicap again, he was beaten three lengths by Dawn Passage. So he hasn't run over the 1,000 metres for two years. He won a recent trial, which was a, a good trial. Um, so he came second in a recent trial behind Nature's Trip. So well, they've trialled together. I reckon they are both unders, like... A thousand meters. He probably go to a Group One sprint in Sydney, then off to the UK. If they're literally going to travel him that much, he's not fully round up here. Anything you got to say about Bivouac, the current favourite? Yeah, look. Again, this actually scares me. I do tend to agree with you. I think. Um, look, Bivouac's probably the best. Not probably. He's the best sprinter in the country. But a thousand meters is that too sharp? Yeah, possibly. You know, is there going to be a good pace on here for him? Yes. Will they want to settle him more forward? Probably definitely. Um, and in a smaller field like this, can probably be better placed. But, you know, the, the distance and again the pattern as well. You know, I think by race 8 you have a much better idea. So clearly we don't know at this stage, but it's possible the pattern doesn't suit. But yeah, I, at the price, I, I don't think it'll be getting much of mine. Number three, Elite Street, one of the two WA horses in this race. Look, recently, last night, Group 1 winner, can't knock that form. Who, if you bait anyone top quality like he's versing here, we're not too sure, but as you said, you can't knock that form. I recently just talked to you about this just before we started. He had a straight, not a trial, jump out down the Pinjara 1,000 metre straight, I believe, before he came to Sydney. So I didn't get to see the jump out, but in all reports, he just sat behind them and cruised to the line, which obviously a good tick being down the straight, which is obviously what this race is. Look, um, it's a small field, but don't get me wrong, you can easily get lose momentum being stuck in behind horses, and I think he goes back for sure, almost definitely, with Mark Zara aboard. So you don't want to get, you want to see him get clear air, is what I'm trying to say. In the Group 1 one, he was getting stoked up from the turns, who made a long sustained run to win that, so you sort of don't want him to be able to have to try find a patch of late. I don't know if he can sprint that quickly. No knock at the distance. He's won three from four at the distance. I know you might have a bit to say about him, so I'll hand over to you about Elite Street. Oh, look, as you know, I'm, and I'm talking through my wallet here, I backed him in the winter bottom at 30 odds uh, that day, yep. and uh, it was a nice day. So I, I'm definitely keen on Elite Street. I think this is obviously a step up in class, but as you noted, a beat tracking. We were second yeah, a couple of group ones in the spring. Um, yeah. You know, beat Manicato. I mean, sorry, it came second to Manicato and the Moyer. Um, yeah. 1,000 metres, as you noted, it's won three from four, but again, obviously in lesser company in Western Australia. I think it will get a nice sustained run, and again, you've got to look at the pattern and everything else. But at the price, um, it could be worth a little spec. I don't mind it. 14 and 3.50 currently, so you're getting a better place odds than Neil Yell getting from Nature Ship to win, which is saying something. Um, 
number four, Hal Vorson, the rapture of the field, Robbie Griffiths, and Andrew Mallion rides. He's come down from Queensland to ride. I don't know if he's staying here, but that's a pretty interesting booking if you ask me. I've never ridden it before, I don't think. No. Um, look, Hal Vorson was first up after 47 weeks last start. He was beaten two and a half lengths by Fabicino, and the run wasn't that bad. He made a stack of ground and then peaked at the 100 metre mark, which is what you would expect having 47 weeks off, no matter how much you trial race conditions. Obviously, you step up from that. Uh, I'm not going to say he was going to win. Like, I think he could place, though. He's second up form. He's run four times for two wins and two placings. He won a um, Vibus race worth 200k at... So, yeah, 200,000 at Caulfield second up. He won a down-the-straight race at Flanton second up. So, look, he's performed at the second up mark, as I just mentioned. The draw is a knock. Barrier one down the straight, as you said about patterns. No matter the, what happens, I think you always want to be t more towards the outside down the straight, especially late in the day. Um, look, if they do, I'm hoping they don't go crazy stupidly early, but there's a quite possibility they could overdo it. And I think Hal Vorson can flash home maybe into third or fourth. Anything you have to say about number four? Yeah, look, I, I think on the weights and the class here, it is a massive step up for Helvorsen, yeah. but you're spot on. If you look at his second up record, you know, four starts for two wins, a second and a third, you know, always always in the money. So, but again, I can't have it in this field. Fair enough. Number five, the uh, Mandra Special, a perf joke, Pippi. A cheeky Pippi, yeah. <laughs> Damien Lane rides for, I don't know how to pronounce that, see, Millet. Like poor man's Kieran Maher pronunciation almost. Um, look, Pippi's a speedster. She's won four times first up from four goes, so I'm not knocking her first up. Like, last time she first up, she won a group one betting trekking, who you mentioned ties into elite streets form, so you've got to give it some sort of hope, I guess, if you're going off elite straight. Um, the distance, 1,000 metres. Look, she's a speedster. 1,000 metres, she's won twice from three starts. She obviously won that group one Moira over 1,000. Came Actually, this is one for you. Came second over the 1,000 at Mooney Valley. Third in that race is your favourite horse, Fidelia. <laughs> Money eater, still. Um, I don't think you see Fidelia racing over the 1,000 metres anymore, so that's actually quite interesting. Look, she's a very quick horse, and I believe this is her last preparation before she goes to stud. So, look, they're probably going to have her wound up, because I don't know how many times they plan racing her. Like, her last preparations have been two starts, one start, two starts, so they're not, they don't really keep her up for a while. I can't say no to Pippi. Like, she, she could run out and just give him windburn. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. No knock at the price. Anything you've got to say about the uh, manager special? Uh, look, I think that one of the key things is, you know, it, it led and won, I think, one of, if not the fastest Oakley plate in history. Yeah, yep. And beating Bivouac that day. Now, Patton was yep. a help um, out at Caulfield, so... But, you know, it is... She runs amazingly well fresh. I mean, what concerns me here, and we'll go through a couple of them, is what happens at the front. Do you... Uh, tuck Pippi in behind Nature Strip and Fabergina, or does Fabergina go in behind Nature Strip and Pippi? Um, it'll be an interesting battle at the front. So, look, a lot of time for Pippi as a horse. Um, you know what you're going to get. And again, watch the pattern, see how we go. Yep. Number six, the mentioned Fabergino, the WA Mayor, Tiana Roberts trains, Georgia Charles rides, and I can make a case for her. Like, she's come over with us. She, she raced in the VRC Sprint Classic of 1200 beaten easily by Bivouac, Nature Strip, Libertini, so probably the best sprint race of last year. Better than the Everest, the horses in that, I'd almost say. Um, but I think, look, 1,000 metres, 
13 starts for 9 wins, 1 second, 2 thirds. Her last 2 starts have been down the 1,000 metres at Flemington, so the track and distance. She beat Prezado, who holds the track record by a length, then beat Sword of Mercy in Pandemic in a listed race by a length and a half. So look, she's rock hard fit, she's a track and distance performer, third up. She she's 30 starts for two seconds. She doesn't often run third up, but she's been having a month between her runs, so she's getting kept fairly fresh. It's not like she's getting on a week back up. The class is the question, but when it comes to making your own luck, you don't often need the class to run them off their feet. Like, if you told me Pippi would have dominated the Oakley Plate, as you just mentioned last time, this time last year, I think the Oakley Plate's next week, I wouldn't have believed you. Many people may say Fabio can't defeat the likes of Nature Strip, Bivouac, Elite Street, Pippi. They could, you can make cases that they're better horses than Fabergino, but Fabergino is honest. She's tough. I think she'll win this a long way. Anything you've got to say? No, I, I concur with you. I think the only question I do have, so love her down the straight at headquarters. You know, I think it's, what, three times three wins um, over this distance, yeah, which I think is really important. Um, the only question I have is, you know, like at listed group three, she's great. Uh, at group one level, I'm a bit concerned, you know, against some of the other horses we've got here so but i do have a massive amount of time for fabergino if she can take that and sit in behind you know i think it'll be interesting because i mean nature strip will go and i'll be very surprised if they take a sit there it's a matter of who's going to pressure nature strip because you leave it alone it wins so hopefully show a bit of um patience and jordan childs can do that i think it will be in it a long way Number seven, September run, the last start winner of the Group 1 Coolmore Stakes, defeating Swatstart, who obviously is the number eight runner who we'll talk about in just a few minutes. Um, look, September run came out and won three consecutive races down the straight at Flemington last preparation, but none of those were over the 1,000 metres. One time over the 1,000 metres, she was beaten 13 lengths, so five lengths into 13th behind Wild Ruler in a 500k race, so not, not, not versing donkeys, but... Similar to Bivouac, I have time for September run. She's an exciting three-year-old filly, but is she wanting further than the 1,000 metres? Is she wound up enough? Look, she's tried twice, and she, in the first trial she looked absolutely terrible, and she was getting absolutely stoked up. It was only beaten at length, but six, like, it was a bunch finished, and she was getting ridden almost the heaviest. Then went to Rose Hill, wasn't even asked for anything behind Nature Strip, and Bivouac trial talked about before. Had a jump out behind Nature Strip down the straight, wasn't touched again. So, look, Chris Wall was giving her a... A waking up over 900 metres, then two quiet 800, 900 metre trials. Maybe he wants to, maybe he's got her going fresh. If they go too hard early, if there's too much pressure on Nature Strip, it sets up for a swooper, the likes of Elite Street, Bivouac, and September Run can reel off good late splits. So I can't say no to her, but gets a great drop in the weights, giving Bivouac, Nature Strip, Elite Street, Hal Vorsen, or giving her five kilos, being only a three-year-old filly, as I mentioned. Look, she has to be a live chance with Craig Williams aboard. Yeah. I think, again, I agree with you. A lot of time for September run as a horse. You know, I think it's run three times at Flemington for three wins, you know, obviously, and, and great sectionals and times, you know. I think it's got a great future. Doesn't seem to go that well fresh. I mean, I think first up, it's, you know, one win from three, and I think... You noted that. I think it takes a bit of time to get going. And again, yes, the, the weights is a massive plus. Um, Craig Williams aboard uh, obviously isn't a bad thing. I think, you know, we'll get her in the right spot. But in this class, um, is the weight enough? Look, I've got question marks, or small ones, on bivouac. I don't think September runs 
going to be running past bivouac anytime soon. Um, so oh, I can't have it. Um, yeah. So oh, I can't have it. Yep. Number eight, what's that? The final runner will go through Leon and Troy Corston's train. The Melbourne Cup winner tra- uh, jockey, John McMill rides 53 and a half kilos with being a three year old filly. <sighs> Only had six starts. It's kind of crazy to think about that, to be honest. She's run and she came second in the group, one of those on her um, sixth start behind September runs I just mentioned. Look, Swatch that hit the front oh, very early in that group one, and September run ran past her. She was vulnerable. She was beaten one and a half length, so a fair margin. But look, she's drawn better than September run in barrier eight. September run will probably have to go towards the inside, so I'm not sure the ground's going to get that much of an advantage to turn that margin over, but still, I'd rather be on the outside. Obviously, if you but if you're getting the same run on the inside rail, outside rail, you clearly want to be on the outside rail. That's besides the point. Um, the distance she's won over a thousand metres at Bendigo in a robust gold rush worth two hundred and fifty grand. So no knock there. The track she came second in a eleven hundred metre race behind September run, then second behind September run in the twelve hundred metre race. Out of the two, I honestly would rather be with Swats that. I think she's a better thousand metre horse. Fires fresh. I can't say no to her winning, to be honest. If it sets up for a super, she has a way advantage on Bivouac and Elite Street who go back. I, I think she's a good price at 16 and $3.70. Anything you've got to say? Yeah, again, yeah, I, think I think it does seem to run better fresh, fresh than September run. run. But I think, you know, every time they've um, been in, you know, similar races, races yeah. September run's September got the better, got better of, of her. Yeah. Um, look, do have time for the horse once again. I think it does have a future. Do I think it's going to... Uh, be tomorrow. Be tomorrow. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. on Saturday. Saturday. No, I don't. Look, I'll try to make a case for it to turn the result of September one, which it, it is possible. Yes. But even that being said, it's not that big of a margin. You're getting five dollars compared to sixteen. Oh, I agree. It's a bit stupid, if you ask me. That's right. That's and right. it's drawn, it's out. drawn out. It'll get a nice, nice you know, spot in the middle of the track, track. Um, yeah. behind the speed, um, and probably um, slightly more advanced than September one as well, which I think is a benefit. But as we just discussed, I mean, would it surprise me to see Swaps beat September run home? No. Do I think Swaps can win this race? No, I don't. Fair enough. All right, that's all the horses done. So if you, I'll go first with my tips who I think will win. A top four for me. I don't know how you've got for us. Anyways, I'm going to stick with Fabio on top number six at $9.00 and $2.40. The price is too good for me to say no. Look, I think she'll be there at the end of the race. If it's first, second or third, a nine, a $2.40 place that's good enough and a cheeky spec on the win can't hurt. So I have that to beat, uh, not September run, sorry. Swats that. Number eight into second, then I'll have Bivouac for third, and for fourth, I'll track in Hal Vorson. If I had to give you a fifth horse for exotics, you can't ignore Nature Strip, unfortunately. He's too classy. Wouldn't be surprised to see anyone win this race, to be honest. It's a stupidly hard race. What have you got? Yeah, look, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. It is a very difficult, very difficult race. race. So, so I think it's quite challenged because I quite like Fabergé and I quite like Pippi, um, but um, both of those horses genuinely like to lead. And, yeah, I, you know, and they're not all going to, obviously, and can't. So sort of had a look back and thought, okay. And, I, and again, this, I don't know if I should be happy or sad, but I'm going with Fabergino. I think Fabergino's one taking a sit behind the speed. where I've never seen Pippi do that. I think Nature Strip and um, Pippi at the front will probably blow each other out. So I can see Fabergino taking that and keep going. I've talking through my kick, no doubt, but I think Elite Street can... Um, finish in the top three, and I'll put it second just because I think it'll be slightly more advanced than um, Bivouac, and maybe if it can actually get some momentum, which is obviously down the straight and pretty comfortable it can, and it has won three or four over the shorter distance, so it does like that. And third, I've got Bivouac coming home. Um, 
briskly. I just think it might be a bit sharp. But yeah. look, if Bivouac blew him away by two lengths with uh, Glenn Moss windmilling his arms as he goes past the uh, finishing post like a goose, um, that wouldn't surprise me either. So um, so I've got Fabergine on top from Elite Street and Bivouac. Well, that's obviously all we have to say, or all you have to say at least. Obviously, we'll ramble some more after this. But I appreciate you coming on from the uh, two stories you are above me. No problems so, at all. And could you please clean your room? <laughs> Maybe. Depends <laughs> if your tip wins. If I'm sure loses, you're cleaning my room for a month. Right. Anyways, thank you. I'll speak to you in about five minutes. I come upstairs. No, no problem. No Cheers. So, Cheers. See you. Thanks again, Dad. You can probably hear me recording this, honestly. But I do appreciate you coming on and having a bit of a yarn. Um, when I go to the other tips, I have a few, and I mentioned I cannot really talk about them, but I will still list them and put a post up on my Facebook page of the tips. So we'll start with Flanton Race 2, number one, Interrogation. Three to a ten favourite right now, and I think he uh, wins this. Look, he was very close um, behind General Bo last night at, Cor at Caulfield. General Bo then won the uh, one since then, good form, carries the top weight, deserves to... Should win. Race three, number two, Buffalo River. Meets a smart regards Marie. Coming off a massive last start win. Buffalo River's a classy horse on his day. Loves at first up. Loves 400 metres. Jamie Carr, my future wife on board. Should win. No, I'm not going to say should win. It'll be very close. If you can hold off regards Marie, it will be winning a group race this, this uh, spring. Autumn. Autumn. We'll then go to race five, number two. Island Joy, $4.20. I love this last start win. If it gets another good run like that, don't see a white can't win back-to-back. -back. Decent price to find out. We'll then go to race number six, and I'll be playing number 10, and I'm extremely keen at the 4.50 for Milton Park with Damien Oliver aboard. I'm going to make it my best bet at $4.50. Um, look, two massive wins in the midweekers. Uh, sorry, no, he won in the midweek, then, then, then uh, won here at Flemington. I believe. So I actually did pause and check if he won at Flemington. He did win at Flemington. 600 metre question mark, but I think he can run through the line solid if he gets the right ride from Damien Oliver. Damien Oliver wrote a page on Best of Days for us last weekend, and I hope he can do it again on Milton Park. A $4.50 best bet. The soothing ASMR voice has come out because the best bet is going to win. Back to our vigorous Zach for three each way players in the last three races. Race seven, number two, Sherry Tortoni, also known as Cherry Tortoni, resumes here off a very nice trial when I fought at Geelong. We're getting $14.00 $4.20 to find out if the trial form will stick up here. Number two, Billy Egan rides Paddy Payne trains. Um, look, he was only very, very sorry. He only just got beaten by Crosshaven fresh in the spring. So last time he was first up, he was massive. 400 metres question mark? Probably. Look, he's one at the distance. Probably wants further now. He's maturing into a nice, lovely three-year-old chestnut gelding out of not a thunder. But I reckon he can run a cheeky race here at odds. There's quite a few at value odds, but I don't mind. Dom to shoot. First off from WA is interesting. Tag a lower $9 interesting. Anyways, I'll take number two, Cherry Tortone. Race eight, number six. I talked about it already. Fabigino. No more needs to be said. Race 9, the final from headquarters, number 4, Terbium at $6.50 and $2.40 for the Apprentice Lockie King, trained by Philip Stokes. Uh, he was very good first up winning, then had two unlucky runs since then, I think with a right run from Barry at 4, J 
just off the pace for the apprentice. The claim gets down to 57.5. He's classy as his first up win showed. Look, so it's an open race, but I think he can win all being things being equal. Then go to Ascot, the tip two features, and I think these two horses should just win. Race seven in the Cyril Flower Stakes. Like number one, Caracapo for Jason Brown and Jimmy Taylor at two dollars seventy. And they were feature race eight, number three, kiss on all four cheeks. Yes, that's right, kiss on the two cheeks and kiss on your ass cheeks. Don't censor me, Spotify. I think can go closer to those eighty. Trying to book a flight to the Australian Guineas. We'll need to be winning this if it's any chance of going over there. Danny Morton, who's got Elite Straight in the Group 1. That's all what is to be said for this weekend's podcast. The tips will all be up on the Facebook probably tomorrow. Look, all things being equal, we're going to kill it on the punt this weekend. I um, hope you all have a delightful Friday, delightful Saturday, delightful Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday until I see you again. And next Friday is my birthday, so I just thought I'd let you know. Anyways, that's Fergo done for the weekend. I hope you have a good day. I just said that about seven times. I'll say it again. Happy punting. Fergo out.